Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Good Thursday, Thursday morning to you. It is the second day of February, 2023. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well. From Traverse City down to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City, we say good morning to you, we welcome you, we thank you, we appreciate you, and of course we encourage you to join the program at any time. You can text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 248-951-2176, 248-951-2176. I realized that I forgot to do all of this uh, housekeeping stuff at the beginning of the uh, of the show this morning. Uh, we're on Twitter and XP Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And, of course, good morning to our television audience as well. BCSN on Buckeye Broadband, now streaming live on YouTube as well at the Michigan Sports Network page. Speaking of Michigan Sports Network, add a .com to that to find our website. And you can always holler at us at our fan feedback email inbox, xpmornings at gmail.com. Danny Cahalan is a Dan in the studio. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. You might wonder why I always wave. Sure, am I waving to the television and to the stream? Absolutely. I'm also trying to figure out what the delay is between the television feed and the uh, just how, how far back it is. And it's a long, like, eight seconds. I'll tell you that much. There's plenty of time to hit the dump button if necessary. All right, big news yesterday. A lot of people were shocked. A lot of people were shook. They didn't know how to respond. They didn't know how to react. What is going on? How could this happen? What's going on here? The Detroit Lions undergoing some changes. Deuce Staley is done in Detroit. He is departing to join the Carolina Panthers in a role that has yet to be determined. Now everybody immediately grabbed onto their seats. Hold on to your butts. Because in Carolina, Staley is going to reconnect with recently hired Frank Reich. The two worked together in Philly won the Super Bowl in 2018. Reich was the offensive coordinator. Staley was the team's running backs coach. Now, a lot of people want to wonder, like, oh, okay, well, what happened What happened here with Deuce Staley, like, you know, running backs coach, what, associate head coach, like, or you know, assistant head coach, whatever the official title is. Like, why would he leave? Look at this. And, and my, first, my first opinion of it, too, when I first heard the news, I'm like, what is happening? Like, how did... Ben Johnson came back. How was everybody not all in on this team this year? Like, what 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 happened here? You have the the title that you want, right? As the associate head coach, like, what's the issue? And then more to the story came out because even though he doesn't necessarily have a determined role with the Panthers, the Lions granted Staley permission to leave so that he could be closer to his mom who is battling some health issues in South Carolina. And then you're like, yeah, I totally get it. I completely understand. Go ahead, Deuce. Good luck. It's unfortunate that it's Carolina. Because I feel like that's a team with, uh, you know, somewhat uh, kind of, you know, they got rid of, what, Robbie Anderson? They got rid of Christian McCaffrey. That You know, you thought it was going to be a fire sale. They had Sam Darnold, and uh, they—they they were just—they were the, the Carolina's just been a mess. Baker Mayfield, they traded Baker in the middle of the season. They ended up winning games. Like, what was going on there? They beat us bad, and it's like, how does that happen? How does that happen? And then you know, you you look to a team with sort of a similar trajectory, right? They've got some pretty big expectations, and they did all that with an interim head coach. So now you have Frank Wright coming in. He brings in Deuce Staley. 
We'll see if they could figure it out. They still have a giant question at quarterback, but they found a way to win some games last year. So I mean, I'm not, them. I'm not questioning the Panthers in any way, but when you when your interim has go, you know, has a really good does a really good job as the interim, and then he doesn't get an extension, and then you hire a white guy and everybody calls you out for hiring said white guy, and then the first guy the white guy hires is a black guy, just looks a little weird. Wow, I didn't think of, I didn't think of that at all. Um, they have a, they have a relationship. So you, you would I'm not, to, that, I'm, I, again, right? just looks a little weird. Like, Steve Wilkes, I think we can all agree, deserved to be the head coach next year of the Panthers. Just like it's also suspicious that Steve Wilkes got fired by the Arizona Cardinals and then a guy with zero credibility got hired in his place. Well, I think that, you know, you move on. If you're, if you're going to move away from Steve Wilkes, it's because you're going to, you are going to try to go offensive where he is a defensive coach. He's a defensive guy. You know, that's what, I mean, he went from, you know, passing defensive passing game and coordinator uh, and secondary coach to the interim head coach. He was the head coach in, uh, and he had been with the Panthers uh, before that with his, his, as an assistant head coach and defensive coordinator. I can't justify the hiring and what kind of shot in the dark the Arizona Cardinals took with Cliff Kingsbury. I, I can't help you there. I really can't. But I do know that, you know, if you if you hire Frank Reich and he hires somebody who he's worked with before, I don't I don't think that that's necessarily um, you know based on you know Deuce's the first guy we got to hire is a black dude and here's Deuce Daly like the Lions are like yeah no if you want I mean Anthony literally they got called out for an entire week for this. For and hiring a different guy than what some people, then they're you're gonna get you're gonna get the heat regardless. It doesn't matter what franchise you are, especially under the under the situation. Like because you, if you if you move away from Steve Wilkes because you know it's an offensive league, you want an offensive minded guy as the head coach, and you move away from him after the season that they had, you were gonna get questions regardless. You know, if Steve would have been a white guy, people still would have questioned it. They'd be like, "How did you not?" Like, look at the year that he's had. What happened? Why'd you move away from him? I'm pretty you know? sure. What are there, like, three minority head coaches? I'm Robert Sala. Um, Mike Tomlin. Oh, Mike Tomlin. Uh, D'Amico Ryans. Oh, yeah, D'Amico Ryans. Mike McDaniel hired. is uh, biracial. Um. Oh, and uh, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. So there's like five now. Yeah, yeah, there are. There are. I. I mean, I don't really. I don't. I don't know if there's much that I can. Uh, much that I could say that would add anything um, to to that conversation. Sorry to get you down, Anthony. I was just. Well, no, I, I was mean, just bringing it up. Yeah, like I'm not. I've I've seen I haven't mentioned this at all because to me it doesn't really matter but it's to me it doesn't matter so it might matter to somebody else but I don't give a damn 
if Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are both white, both black, or both indifferent. It doesn't matter to me, uh, but they they are both black. And it's going to be the first matchup in uh, NFL history of two black quarterbacks. To me, it doesn't matter because they play the, like, I'm a fan of both players. It doesn't matter to me if they're both black. I can understand why that would matter to somebody else and why this is such a historical event. At the end of the day, I, I don't care. You're the quarterback of the Eagles. You're the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. I really don't give a damn. It doesn't matter to me. It was brought to, uh, I, I, inside the group chat, one guy said he's a, he's a fan of Ohio State because they, they have black quarterbacks. That's the reason why he is a fan of Ohio State. And I said, well, if you flip that to the inverse, never mind, not going down that rabbit hole. Uh, so I didn't want to aggravate everybody that early in the morning. To me, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, they, they put the Rooney rule in place. I don't know if it works. You know, they've they tried to elevate uh, some coaches and, and put them in, in some positions to where, you know, more coordinators get hired as head coaches. So do we have more coordinator positions available uh, to those of a different background or different race uh, than what the NFL has typically seen? I, I don't know what the answer necessarily is when your league is like 80% black, but you only have, you know, however many black head coaches Two. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's anything I can add or say to that conversation. that's going to make anybody feel uh, any better about it. But at the end of the day, Deuce Staley is, uh, is gone. We will talk to Michael Hare about that coming up in our number two. We'll be back with more X's and bros. Uh, Detroit stuck in Dallas. Uh, what did we do last night? We'll tell you next year on the Michigan sports network. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Get more for your money at Meyer. Everyone loves a soup and salad combo, so stock up to make your own at home. Right now, Earthbound Farm Organic Salads are buy one, get one for a dollar. Swanson's Broth is buy five, save five dollars. And Frederick's by Meyer Shrimp is buy one, get one 50% off. Top it off with buy five, save five dollars on Kraft Shredded or Chunk Cheese. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Get up, stop. 
Bob Marley there for you this morning. Good choice. It's a good one. Hey, folks, don't forget West Michigan Golf Show is coming in your direction Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of next week. Opening up Friday from 2 until 9. Adults are $12. Juniors are 14 and under. They are free. They're absolutely free. Look at some of the photos of this event. Holy mackerel. Looks like there's going to be, uh, this thing is going to be massive. My goodness. You've never been to a golf expo? Uh, I've never been to the West Michigan one. Oh. So it's all dependent on how much size you like what what size you have as far as uh the the building, the structure that can that can house you and then what you could all fit in there. So we've got back-to-back golf shows. We've got the West Michigan golf show taking place uh next weekend and the following weekend we have the Toledo golf show. So a couple that are just in our area uh for for a couple of our affiliates, which is which is nice. But Friday, Saturday, Sunday West Michigan Golf Show coming your uh, coming your direction, and I believe we might have some trips to give away over the next uh, next couple of weeks uh, for those golf shows. So that'll be fun. Stay tuned if you are uh, if you're a golfer, that might be right up your alley. Just saying, just throwing it out there. All right, the uh, the Detroit Pistons were supposed to play last night. They were supposed to get the Washington Wizards. However. Uh, Detroit got stuck in Dallas. There was some inclement weather there uh, in that area, and they couldn't get going anywhere. So they uh, they they were they were just stuck. So at that point, it was let's uh, as Dan had mentioned, watching Johnny Kane's story. Let's make a target run. They'll go uh, went and got dinner and uh, had the uh, the Boston Celtics Brooklyn Nets game up on the big screen and kind of a kind of unique uh, team bonding. I suppose it would have been probably a lot more fun. Had there was a, uh, you know, had there been a a decent halfway decent season, I see that the twenty three twenty four ticket priority list is taking place uh, right now. If you're going to sign up and you know get get your tickets, I don't see, uh, you know, I don't know how those ticket sales are going. I would if I could get courtside seats for a hundred bucks for the season, I would do it. Uh, but outside of that, and this is all coming off the heels of Luka Doncic dropping 53 on him in that 111-105 loss at American Airlines Arena there in Dallas. They just couldn't get home. And so for the fact that you know, flights got delayed everything else, the NBA made the right call, and they postponed the Wizards taking on the Pistons last night. So it adjusted our uh, television viewing uh, accordingly. Dan, were you supposed to work this game? Uh, no, I was not. I was excited to just sit down and watch the Pistons, and yeah, it got canceled. What when time is their would, next game? I don't, are they going to be able to Friday? Are they going to be able to make it home by then? Well, they got to get I, out of there by now, right? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I mean it's all, Thursday. They have to play tomorrow. I, I suppose they were. It was an ice storm uh, that had that had them cooped up there. And I guess if they were all having dinner together uh, last night, then you know maybe. Thousands of flights have been grounded uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and there's a possibility that the Pistons, who originally planned to fly out after Monday night's loss, won't be back uh, to Michigan until today, according to sources. So, seven hours at the Dallas airport Tuesday before having to return to the hotel. The Pistons have back-to-back home games Friday and Saturday. They'll play Charlotte tomorrow night, followed by Phoenix the night after. 
Uh, the Mavericks' next opponent, the New Orleans Pelicans, unable to fly into Dallas-Fort Worth uh, on Wednesday ahead of their game uh, tonight. So the Pelicans, who played in Denver on Tuesday, are staying in Denver, uh, stayed there last night, will attempt to fly to Dallas prior to Thursday night's game if the weather permits. If not, they might have to have that as well, um, have that be rescheduled and you know, figure out exactly you know, what the later date is going to be if they even wedge it into the schedule. Because at that point, you know, a, a, it might have some draft implications. Uh, but obviously n- nothing as far as the playoff push is concerned. So with, without that game, it was like, all right, well, this is not there. And what time would they call the, the Bally Sports crew? Like, if it's a 7 o'clock game, when do you think that they got word like, hey, this game isn't happening? Do you think that that came in yesterday as the team was still... Like, oh, uh, I mean that's that's you're just waiting. The like they did you prob- go to the station or is there no the like crew. Pro- well, I've some people I'm sure were there because yeah the first crew. The truck gets there at eleven thirty in the morning, uh, wow. and then first crew call I believe is one. So yeah, there's de- there's definitely people there. Then they're just hanging out on the phone, yeah, plugging plugging things in, getting. You know, semi getting ready until they hear official that they there's no flights. So when you say, can you explain that? Like they, uh, well, I actually asked when there was the leak. You know, the uh, ammonia leak uh, a couple weeks ago at LCA, and I asked Mickey and Grant because Ryan said, "Oh, they probably couldn't do post game because of that." So I asked them, and yeah, the leak was fixed during the game that while the Pistons were in Paris. And they tried to do the post game show, but like in the fourth quarter, everybody went back in. And they were like, uh, "Definitely still smells like ammonia in here. We should not be in here." My eyes are bleeding <laughs> yeah. right now. So so open the door. They, get didn't, a fan they could not do the post game show. So yeah, there's. I'm sure there were definitely people at LCA getting ready for the game yesterday. Okay, so when you say the the truck pulls up, can you explain that to our audience what that means? Like, okay, so there's like shoot in the midwest there's probably like six tv trucks and they just go all around you know from you know if there's a basketball game at the university of buffalo that's there then it'll go to cleveland the next night and then it's you know wherever so the truck drivers are just driving all around the midwest taking truck from point a to point b and uh yeah so the truck shows up at probably 11:30. they unload everything you know get the slot you know it slides out like a camper, mm-hmm. you know, and then they, there's just these huge racks of, uh, that go from to every suite. You could have like, you know, just a, one show in a suite and they know to plug, you know, where to plug it in just so the sound goes to that one specific suite in the whole place. So there's all kinds of racks in there. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I have no idea. That's that's the uh, the more of the tech guys. I don't know what they do. Engineers. Yes. Um, God bless them. The Patricks and the Masons on the crew, and the in the the Alberts of the world. Yes, the things. Alberts of Valley Sports. Yes. I haven't heard from Albert in a while. I saw. I uh, had to call Albert uh, yesterday to let me oh, in the gate. You? I I had to, <laughs> I forgot my wallet, so I couldn't scan in the gate, and Ryan's too far from the gate. And Albert's in the close building, so I just called him. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad that uh, – how was he doing? Is he doing all right? 
He seemed good. Mad okay. that I made him go out in the minus one degree or whatever it was yesterday. Rigid temperatures. I can't believe you did that. Well, I'm glad to glad to hear that he's he's doing well. Uh, so last night, no pistons, no truck, no plugging things in. What did we do? Well, you had Purdue and Penn State on. I watched a little bit of that, and you know this is the same Penn State team that put 50 on Michigan. They scored 60, uh, 50 on Michigan in the first half. They scored 60 in the entire game. Purdue absolutely dominated them at Mackey Arena last night, so good for the consensus number one uh, right now in the nation. The Boilermakers are really all the Big Ten can hang its hat on. And, and a little bit of Boston and Brooklyn. And the fine, the, the final it was more the, Boston, at, but <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn was there. Boston, uh, they were not necessarily participating in in Boston's shooting expose. The final score at the end of the first quarter was forty six to sixteen. Forty six to sixteen. Now, mind you, there's still no Kevin Durant for the Brooklyn Nets, but Brooklyn had had a lot of momentum. This is a pretty big. This is a pretty big matchup on ESPN. Kyrie would finish uh, 50% from the field, scoring 20 points, adding four rebounds, four assists, and being a team-high worst, minus 31. On the flip side of things, the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum had 18 points in the first quarter, played only 29 minutes in the game, finished with 31. I mean, they were, I Jalen Brown, who was 7 of 12 from 3, as was Jason Tatum, both of them. They were 14 for 24 from three-point land, just the two of them. Jalen Brown finished with 26. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? I mean, they were so hot in the first half. Fans were losing their mind. They didn't know what to do. Nobody yeah, knew what to do. I mean, it was incredible. Three-pointers made 26 to 9. I just you're, That's insane. That, 26 that's, threes. That's how you end up with a with a thirty three point blowout right there, and for Brooklyn on the big stage it was like okay they'll they'll come back eventually. They couldn't win a single quarter last night. I mean they were just they were just completely outmatched uh, by the Boston Celtics who looked. I mean, that's how they can play, and that was a big time matchup. I know there's no KD, so that changes things uh, drastically. But that was a big time uh, matchup on national television, and. I'll tell you what, the Boston Celtics look really, really good. Like, they're going to be, for as much as people want to talk about the Philadelphia 76ers or they want to talk about Brooklyn, like, Boston was right there last year. And not having that experience, I think, hurt them when they had a a matchup against a very, very experienced team, a team that knew exactly how to win the biggest series of your life. And I felt like that haunted Boston uh, a little bit. And Steph Curry just checked into like gremlin mode uh, to where he embraced being the villain there uh, in Boston for a myriad of other, you know, different reasons. Uh, but he was just, I mean, every shot he hit, he, you know, talking all the smack to the fans, trying to get all that heat on him. I mean, he, it was, it was pretty impressive. We see where Golden State is at now. They are struggling. And by struggling, I mean, they're one game over 500 at 26 and 25. The Boston Celtics are on fire. I mean, they got one of the best offenses in the league. They've got one of the best defenses in the league. That is a lethal, lethal combination. And they've been really good at home. They've been good on the road. They dominate their division. They own their conference like 7-3 in their last 10, sitting pretty right now for this race in the Eastern Conference. That is about as good 
as it has been in a long time. I mean, remember, you want the top six spots. though. That's what matters the most in the NBA since they invented the play-in tournament or play-in games or whatever you would like to call them. Those top six spots are vital. In the sixth spot right now is the Miami Heat at 29 and 23. At this point in the season, I feel like that's a pretty good record to be sixth in your in your conference right now. The Cleveland Cavaliers are in fifth at 31 and 22. So they got a game and a half lead on Miami. They trail the Brooklyn Nets by one game. That's why that was so big uh, for uh, Brooklyn last night. I mean, they're they're right in the thick of it. You know, you're looking at a second second round matchup if everything plays out correctly. A second round matchup of KD, Kyrie, and the Brooklyn Nets taking on Jason, Jalen, and the Boston Celtics. You're looking at a second-round matchup of Milwaukee and Philadelphia. This is as deep as the East has been, and it was it was trending that way last year. This has been pretty, pretty good. I mean, pretty good. For the Eastern Conference, for as many years as they just struggled when you looked at the uh, L.A. Lakers dynasty with Kobe and Shaq and then Kobe and Powell, when you looked at what San Antonio brought to the table uh, with Duncan Ginobili and Tony Parker, there was really nothing in the East, the Eastern Conference that was really going to shake some things up. You know, there'd be an opponent, but it was nothing, you know, nothing crazy. And LeBron won one in Cleveland. It was LeBron versus the Warriors for how many years? Like, we have a legitimate anybody-can-win-this-thing type of feel right now uh, in the Eastern Conference and in the NBA uh, as a whole. When you As I mentioned, Gold State all the way down at 7th. Minnesota is actually in the 6th spot there. At 28 and 26. You know, then it goes Dallas, the LA Clippers, the Sacramento Kings, the Memphis Grizzlies, then the Denver Nuggets right now are the one seed. Portland and Damian Lillard are a half game out of the 10 spot. The LA Lakers are two games back of the 10th seed. There's no way, no way LeBron James can do what he did last year. Sit out the end of the season and miss the playoffs. Like they absolutely have to. They they gotta they gotta figure out something. They're only a couple games back. You got to make the playoffs, especially in a league where now two thirds of the league is making the playoffs, making the postseason. You can't break the the all time scoring record and then go out like that. I mean, come on, got to do something a little bit better than that. But it was a fun game last night between the Celtics and the and the Nets to be able to fill in for the Detroit Pistons. It was nice to be able to watch some really high level hoops. Like some some guys that make some shots. Like that was refreshing to be able to see like, okay, make an extra pass. Boom, there's a three-pointer. I can pull up on a jumper here. Boom, there's a there's a 15-footer. I can get to the rack. Like those two teams can do, and especially Boston last night, could have done whatever they wanted to. As for the Pistons, like that was kind of refreshing. Have the night off, no frustration. Everybody's fine. You know who didn't have the night off last night? The Houston Rockets. You know who they played? The Oklahoma City Thunder. Why is this important to you? Because the Houston Rockets won the game, which means the Pistons won the game. 112 to 106, your final score. The Houston Rockets doing us a favor last night. And with that win and Houston beating the Detroit Pistons, the Detroit Pistons are currently dead last in the NBA. At 13 and 39, a 250 winning percentage. 
The Houston Rockets are 13 and 38, which puts them at 255, one little spot ahead. Uh, and then you have the San Antonio Spurs, who are 14 and 38. And then Charlotte, who is a 15 win team. So it's a four team race right now for those top three spots in the Victor Wenbenyama sweepstakes. As we've mentioned here before, what is the backup plan if they don't get Victor? And how heartbreaking would that be? No Cade Cunningham, and Boyan said as much. The minute he got hurt, you know, he went down, the season went down, basically, is what he said. And yeah, that's 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 pretty much that's the way that this cookie has crumbled for this team. But at least Houston was able, you know, to get that victory. And for the uh, Detroit Pistons, by the way, still remain winless in the division. They are the only team in the NBA that is yet to win a game against their divisional opponents. Obviously, it doesn't carry as much weight or mean as much as it would if you were in the uh, you know in the NFL, but. You know, still, you'd like to be able to beat one of your rivals, whether it's Indiana, Chicago, uh, Milwaukee. Like, you, you want to be able to beat one of these teams at some point, right? I mean, my God, there's no way you can't just steal one. And it's probably not going to come against Cleveland. So maybe the Pacers are the team that you circle. And let's not, uh, because uh, back to Dwayne Casey is Matt Patricia. Uh, I got I to gotta relook now that a, a little bit of time has passed, but he might actually have a worse winning percentage uh, than Matt Patricia at this point uh, in his uh, Pistons tenure.